BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey guys, so I'm going to start this episode out a little different than I have been in the past. Um, first, I want to admit that I haven't slept much over this past week as um, leading up to today's interview has honestly given me so much anxiety as what I'm about to discuss with my guests today and with all of you is not my favorite subject to talk about. With all of this being said, I wanted to be able to first share my own personal story and experience when it comes to body shaming and my take of what happened to me back in 2008 all the way up to until now. And not only dealing with all of the backlash that came from that time, but also having to do it all in the public eye, which, you know, especially when I was still on the show, dancing in front of millions of people week after week, season after season, um, honestly, up until I retired last season. And having to do all of that with a smile on my face has been really challenging or had been really challenging. My guest today is Louis Van Amstel. And as you guys know, I adore and will always be grateful to Louis as he was the reason why I was even considered to be a part of the Dancing with the Stars family back in 2006. I decided to have Louis come on the pod today because he recently posted an Instagram video reacting to my interview I did with Lacey Schwimmer a couple of weeks ago, where we discussed body image and body shaming. First, and to be clear, when I mentioned both Louis and Max's names, it was only so that I could read Lacey what TV Guide had published back in 2008, where both Max and Louis were quoted. First off, I want to make this clear that my intention by bringing that up to Lacey was not to bash Louis or Max. My intention was to discuss body image and body shaming in the type of society that we live in today, especially when it comes to the workplace and specifically in the entertainment industry that, you know, we take part in and even more so as professional dancers. Also, to be clear, Lacey and I never got a chance to discuss being body shamed at that time, and it has been close to a decade since the two of us actually caught up as I prefaced at the top of that interview with her a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure that was made clear if you listen to the full interview as Louis and Max were only a teeny tiny speck of what the subject matter and overall messaging was as a whole. 
To be honest, I got pretty emotional during and after my interview with Lacey, especially hearing how sad she was when that article on TV Guide came out and how it honestly affected her both mentally and physically. Just a little warning that all of this has left me feeling super triggered and anxious for today's interview. However, because of my love for Louie and our friendship, more importantly, being someone who advocates for mental health and who knows the importance of having these types of open and honest conversations, I felt the need to do this today and clear the air. My goal and intention with all of this is to hopefully start these types of uncomfortable conversations that are needed to be discussed so that anyone who may feel insecure, who also deals with body dysmorphia or self-hate, knows that they are not alone. For those of you who haven't seen the video that Louis posted about a week ago, this is what he said. Quote, I was made aware today that Lacey Schwimmer was on Cheryl Burke's podcast and they were talking about 2008, an interview I did with Monica Rizzo and Monica already apologized to me because she twisted my words. I never even spoke about Lacey or Cheryl or their weight. I really feel bad for them that they were made to feel so bad by that journalism. But I'm here to tell you on the health of my sons, my family, I never said anything about their weight. I love Cheryl Burke. Lacey, we never really connected. I would never shame her on her body. So I apologize to you that you were made to feel bad about that piece. It just was not ever coming from my mouth. I respect you as a dancer and you were great on Dancing with the Stars. And I really don't know what else to say. I never said those words. If I did, I would have owned up to it. And here's to anyone that feels shame about your body. I am the number one person that would stand up for you. This is what I base my whole company on is helping others and making others feel better about themselves. Again, last time, and I'm never going to talk about this ever again. I never said anything about Lacey or Cheryl's weight. Thank you. As you can imagine, this conversation will bring up so many heavy emotions for me. The subject of body shaming is really sensitive and traumatizing, and in all transparency has been a continuous challenge for me to process not just my feelings, but also to be able to translate them into words. You know, I know a lot of you will be like, why aren't you over it? It happened back in 2008. Well, I wish it was that easy, but unfortunately, my body dysmorphia that I currently deal with every single day is no joke. I also feel like it's my responsibility as a public figure and mental health advocate to do my best to be vulnerable and transparent when choosing to talk about my experiences and tell my stories, even through triggering topics like today's topic about body shaming and body image in general, even though I may not have all of the solutions or answers in my back pocket. The importance of shedding light on this topic is what really matters when you hear my conversation with Louie. There's not one day I don't think about that time being body shamed, not only in the workplace, but seeing and reading articles about it as well. It clearly has left me scarred and still is an open wound to this day. Before bringing Louis on, I first and foremost want to express my love and admiration for him, regardless of the past. Whether or not he said it, I forgive him and have forgiven him a long time ago. Okay, and before we get started, I want you guys to know that it's been a few weeks since both Louis and I have interacted, text, talked, etc. Louis did not reach out to me prior to his Instagram post, nor has Louis reached out to me personally to discuss what he may have heard about my interview with Lacey Schwimmer, as I never knew how he felt until I saw his post like everyone else did for the first time about a week ago. Let's get started. Please welcome Louis Van Amstel. So obviously, I saw your Instagram post, Louie, and I first want to say thank you for coming on this podcast and how much I love you and I respect you regardless of any of this stuff. 
I know. I know. You know, and that's why I said yes to want to talk about it. Clear the air once and for all, even though it was already cleared. Right. And I really appreciate it. And I just want also just to be clear with you and my listeners that my new job title, um, that means, first of all, that this is never about me, these interviews. It's, it's about my guest. It's about, you know, stuff that maybe we both have experienced or that person has experience on Dancing with the Stars. This is heavily about, obviously, the show, Sex Lights and Spray Tans, right? Hence the title. Um, and, you know, with that comes some stuff that people may not want to hear. And with that comes stuff that is what has happened in my guest's life and their own experience, which is why with Lacey Schwimmer, I'm not sure. Did you hear the episode that I did with her? Did you hear the whole episode? Or? I did not because, um, of course, we were in L.A. for the tribute right. uh, of Len, which I'm sure yeah. we're going to talk about, too. Yeah. And then I came back to quite a lot of family matters that I don't really want to talk about. No worries. Because I want to keep it um, yes, of course. dry. It really is. It, it really is bad. So, so I've been sorry. occupied with something else. So when this happened, I just thought, no, I don't need this on top of everything else. I never said anything like that. So no. okay. that's why I thought you and I are going to talk about it. Ultimately, yeah. I love you. So I wanted to hear from you too. Like yes. what happened? Okay. So, you know, with all due respect, Look, it would be nice if you did, if you could maybe just go back and hear it, because really you and that quote that was said, it was just a little speck of what this interview was about. It was about an hour and a half long. You know, uh, we talked first about, you know, her dad just passed away, Buddy Schwimmer, which I'm sure you, you heard. He was an icon in our industry. Yeah. And I haven't talked to Lacey since Oh my God, I didn't know any of the stuff that Lacey had said in this interview, right? Yeah. So I had, it's been almost a decade. So we had a lot to catch up on. And during that time in 2008, when, when all of that happened, it, it wasn't, um, no blame was pointed at you or Max. That was not my intention. You know, what, this was towards the end of the actual conversation and interview with Luke, with Lacey. And I read her the quote that was published originally from Deborah Starr from TV Guide, okay? And I said, people look at the show to be inspired and think, if I just work hard enough, I can look like that. Louis Van Amstel, who in Dancing with the Stars season six was paired with Priscilla Presley, told the new issue of TV Guide. If they watch someone who's dancing her butt off and she's still heavy, they can be discouraged. You have to take that responsibility. Van Amstel and fellow professional Maxim Schmirkovsky spoke out about Burke's weight and that of dancing newcomer Lacey Schwimmer in the mag's new issue. Schmirkovsky, who was forced to leave Dancing with the Stars earlier this season when his partner Misty May trainer tore her Achilles tendon, said he asked the women to take stock of their figures at the start of the season. When I first saw these women this season, I said, you guys, you know the camera adds 10 pounds. Schmerkowski recounted, you have to do something about this. Now that was because I read that because I never heard from Lacey about how she felt about during this time that, by the way, still has had a lasting effect, not your quote, but the domino effect that this created, whoever published this, Deborah Starr published this, not Monica Rizzo. And then from then on, it was every publication, every magazine, it just, and still to this day, really. It has continued on. And even prior to this, Louis, even in the dancing world, it's always been an issue. My weight has been an issue, whether it's from my coaches or whatever. Um, and for me, the intention with Lacey was to have a bigger conversation about body image and body shaming. It wasn't to, you know, 
focus on this. She Lacey also was quoted saying that she would never throw you and Max under the bus. She loves the both of you. And that but at that time, she felt sad. You know, she really felt sad. I'm going to read you what she said, just so you get the context. And then we can obviously discuss everything. But she said, Belize, yes, because I am way I, I'm just letting you finish. Thank so you. No, for sure. And you can take the stage here in a second. She, so she says, and it's not Max's or Louis's fault. I'll never do that to them. And when I'm 19 years old and I'm excited to do this brand new venture and be celebrated for something that I worked for my whole life doing to hear people that I've looked up to. I used to train with Louis, by the way. My dad used to trade him lessons for me, by the way. It literally broke my spirit. And I didn't want people to know that because again, like you said, I carried myself. I don't let people in too easily. It ruined me. I remember crying crying and crying. The only thing I can say that was positive from that is that it put me and you together. And it was the one time I felt like I wasn't singled out. I was a part of someone who was loved and honored on this television program. And we were both struggling with this issue. So from that, it has definitely messed up everything. Well, passive aggressively, she is blaming us. But I am going to say it again on record. I never, ever even mentioned your name or Lacey's name when I did an interview with Monica Rizzo. That's the only so one. So you never I did that with Deborah Starr? No. Nope. And they all took it from someone else. And once the ball is rolling, the snowball gets bigger and bigger really fast, especially if it's juicy. I would never, ever body shame you, Lacey, or anyone else. My three-time world dance champion partner, Julie Fryer, who you know, Herself is not your typical beach body dancer. And yet she became a three-time world champion. I am so proud of that woman and you um, for how you have dealt with the people that do do. Um, I never even mentioned your name. And one thing, though, in 2008, when you went on Ellen, when your publicist, Sumidori, made it sure that... You had your moment to share, to help others. I was so proud of you when you did that interview. I also talked to you about it, and I made sure that you knew that I never, ever said it. I even believe last year we talked about it again. So I have a question for you. When you know from me that I didn't say it, why did you not tell Lacey to say, hey, I can't say anything about Max? but I can't say what I said. I never said it. Why did you not tell Lacey, hey, by the way, Louis and I did talk about it and he swears to me that he never said it. But again, but so this was not to, again, bash you. This was just to start the conversation of something we both experienced together so that she could talk and be open about her feelings because she had never discussed it. It was not, it was was just me reading a quote from TV Guide. I know, but all these people that heard that podcast never heard anyone. I couldn't defend myself. You didn't say anything. So those people think, oh, I guess they said it because no one shared the contrary. And I hope well, that Max, Max that took listen, accountability for his say, his part. I am. I don't have to take anything. No, anything I'm not saying you should. Because I, I never I, said it. I never would. I build a whole brand based on helping people that want to change their physical, mental, or emotional self. And I had Kelly Osborne in season nine. I mean, if no, I were- I, 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 I believe you. I, ugh, I hate people that body shame others. So it would be yeah. so hypocrite of me to say that. But I would like to share for you and your listeners 
what actually happened because mm-hmm. I remember it as if it was yesterday. Same. 2008, we were on summer tour and Monica Rizzo uh, asked me to do an interview with her. I was at Memphis airport flying because we had a day off and she started talking and shared with me what was going on. Wait, so Monica Rizzo, for my listeners, she's a journalist that worked for People magazine that no longer works there. Yes, and she also was a professor. I don't know if she still is. We're talking 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she teaches journalism at UCLA at that time. Um, so we talk. And when she shared with me, she wanted a reply from me. Mm. And all I said was, and I still remember it because I pulled myself in and all of us, we all put on weight during the summer tour. Why? Because we dance at 8 p.m. We don't want to eat before we go on this on stage. So we have this bus ride and then you start eating at wrong times. I myself, I use myself as an example. I would eat steak and fries at 2 a.m. in my hotel room or I would skip breakfast because I would wake up at noon. Things like that. I never mentioned your name. And because I mentioned anything, they just pulled in my name to that uh, whole thing that was happening apparently with Max and other people that were body shaming you and Lazy. Then on top, I went back when I read it, I went back to Monica and I said, Monica, you did wrong here. And she apologized and she uses this uh, situation as a professor at UCLA. And these are all her words, not mine, that she says I made a mistake because I was pressured by my editor so that Mm -hmm. I would get juicy material and I was the one that had to pay the price. So she apologized to me, not officially, but for me, that was enough. I knew that I never said anything and I never would, but she is using that situation for future journalists to say, don't ever sell your soul to the devil, keep your integrity as a journalist. And I appreciate that she did that. But ultimately, um, I never said it, I never would. And I would always defend people that are body shamed. Yeah, no, I hear you. And and by the way, Louis, I love you. Like I said, at the top of this interview, I forgive you for whether or not you said it or not, doesn't matter, right? Like, really, again, matter. to me, it does. But I'm just I telling you that it's there's no hard feelings with me, just so you know. Now, with Lacey, I, she's not here, obviously, to whether or not she still feels that. But from the interview, she's not even worried about it. But what we really want to discuss is just in general for women, especially in this country, you know, body image and body shaming is a real thing, especially in the entertainment industry that we work in and being underrepresented, especially on a show that we both were a part of. Um, you know, Lacey mentioned, for example, like part of it. I still want to go back. I love that show. And oh, no, you are. I said no. that we we were. Oh, sorry. We, Mind you that you are a part of that. I was a part of that. <laughs> sorry. I still am. I love yes, that show. Yes. No, and I love the show, too. But and I'm also, I, yeah. Cheryl, Cheryl. And when Lacey in her and I wish she was on so we can actually clear the air when she says I'm not blaming them um, or Louis and uh, he was my teacher and um, I did take one or two lessons from Buddy Schwimmer when we were back in Europe. And if she was that person, 
she never once came up to me and say, Louis, did you say this? I mean, how many journalists change the truth just to mm. get sell papers, just yeah. to get more subscribers? Lacey never once came to me. Mm -hmm. I made sure I came to you. You and I have a very mm -hmm. long history. I wanted you to know from me mm -hmm. right away in 2008. Mm -hmm. I never said it. I never will. And I'm proud for you to go on Allen to mm -hmm. use that platform to help mm -hmm. others. And I live in the fitness industry, Cheryl. Yeah. I do this every day of my life. I have uh, my own podcast now. I am doing webinars every month. What do I do to help people with their mental, physical, and emotional self. It's uh, And quite honestly, I think you are healthier than people that are size zero or size two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And let that be to all the... Um, I don't think size zero to size two or four really healthy, but because of society, all the commercials, everyone, you need to be X, Y, and Z. No, you need to be happy with who mm -hmm. you are. And if that is size zero, size eight, size 10, or any size, it shouldn't matter. Don't yeah. judge a book by its cover. And it's, it's, what it's, I believe, always have. It's, um, it, it has not you or not Max specifically, but because of with a platform like the show, obviously this was a bigger deal and I'm still dealing with it to this day when it comes to body dysmorphia you know that about me um, and it has again started way before Dancing with the Stars right but it just has obviously enhanced and it has really um, exaggerated this whole when I look at myself in the mirror which I'm currently working on like even my therapist said to me a couple of days ago like you know, we haven't even talked about this body dysmorphia that you're suffering from because whenever we, my therapist brings it up, it is a sensitive subject. Like I get very, I'm full of anxiety when when it's brought up, and it's it's it has everything to do with what I can do. You know, to have more self respect and to really believe in my own beauty and what I see is not what everyone sees in the mirror. It's so. Um, uh, it's like I see a different figure and it's not necessarily the best, right? So from- You, you need to work on that because- I am working on it currently. Gorgeous, very you. intelligent. You are stubborn as mm, F-U-C-K and you are a force to be reckoned with and you have to work on that Yeah, because- it, it you need to open well you are doing it because you're part of iron radio with your podcast so keep doing what you're doing just know i'm your supporter when people say just let it go in a week no one talks about this and i'm not that person yeah, yeah. And luckily uh, my publicist and very close friend jay schwartz uh, mm -hmm. was with me that's why we both said we want to, I want to talk to you yeah. Uh, because you. I, I'm not afraid. I have, because I'm a supporter of everyone needs to be home inside their own body. And when the lights turn on, they need yeah. to be happy with who they are. I agree. And when, you know, going back to the tour thing and like that whole thing that was taken out of context, you know, when you said, because it's interesting, because what I read was that we weren't on tour was the quote, obviously they, now I know they flipped your words, but how why do you think that the women like women in general make the headlines about weight gain versus men i think quite honestly there's a lot of jealousy 
And there's a lot of preconceived um, idea. You have to be size mm-hmm. zero or two. If you're size four, that's already your own. Well, I was a size four when this happened, which is crazy, right? It's, well, there you go. It is. It is. But really, if you look now, 15 years later, I am happy to see where it's going. It's just the Hollywood industry is slow going when it comes to that. But I, yeah. we, as people, we have to not buy it. And I think it's happening. We don't have to buy that you have to be size zero or size two. You shouldn't have to. And also, quite honestly, being in the fitness industry, I can call myself a fitness expert. That is not healthy. <laughs> you need, no. you need, I mean, um, I, I really, um, and again, if you want to look up pictures of Julie Fryer between 1990 and now, You'll no, see that she has a very similar body type than you mm-hmm. and Lacey, mm-hmm. and you're all winners. I can't. Mm-hmm. T- I haven't talked to Lacey in in uh, like you 15 mm-hmm. years. But um, why didn't you re- reach out to Lacey when all this went down? Or you guys just don't have that type of relationship? No, we don't. I mean, no, yeah. no. There is there is more. There is there is no relationship there. No, none. In season nine with Kelly Osborne, um, who was dealing with her own stuff, there were too many things going on that um showed other sides and but that's not Got what it. this is about um i wish her well i never even mentioned her name and mm. i wouldn't um ever say anything about anything body image i can't say it enough right <laughs> so, no 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 and, and also that, this is not yeah. an accusation i'm not, not here to i'm not accusing you i'm just telling you the context of how it was brought right. up honestly and know, you also know how social media works. If a statement is made, mm-hmm. the general public can make up their own opinion. And that's the whole oh, point totally. of social media. Absolutely. So, you know, when you say, hey, there was no foul or harm or there's not there, there is no blame. Um, but but the nobody words- nobody yeah. even mentioned that in the interview with all with with social media. It wasn't the focus wasn't on you or Max. It was the focus more on how Lacey was quoted saying how when she was a size two that she was put in like the Macy's performances or she she was treated differently than when she was a size six or like when one of the producers walked into her, her fitting and said, put fishnets on, stuff like that. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't there. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, that's Hollywood for you. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable and with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. So do you think that in the dance world, like, do you think that the show could be better represented as far as different shapes and sizes go or like the dance world in general? The dance world in general, I, I believe so. Um, yeah. Even on Bravo, there was this reality show about Pro-Am. Yes, I saw. And I didn't see it, ladies, though. Is it good? Is I it like? I mean, one one of them, I think, ruined it by saying all oh, the pro dancers are gigolos and we have to pay for everything for them. And then I thought, OK, well, if you're enjoying his hobby, why would you throw all the pros under the bus and make them all look like gigolos? No, you can say no. I don't want to pay it. Anyway, she was not the person I wanted to refer to. There was another lady that really had an issue with her own body type, but she was the better dancer but she was always in the back of the final. And she uh. was speaking out on that she believes it is because of her body image while she was a better dancer. And look, the judges, they have their own criteria. Is it wrong to judge someone on their body image? I mean, I look at dancing and I have proven to myself that when I judge, I look at the dancing. If someone is a size bigger, I will look at, okay, how do they behave themselves? If mm. they're happy with who they are, I love it because they're making a point to say, I am happy. Like that confident, I'm you mean, like from within? Yes. Then I applaud that. But if they are not happy with themselves mm. and you see that in the expression, and then on top of being compared to size two versus being size eight, mm -hmm. then I'm thinking, well, what's the, her story? How can we help her with her story? I still wouldn't judge her on her body image, but I would think, hey, what could she do to change her mentality so she comes out stronger and could say, part of my language, you world this is me you're going to take me who i am and this is what i would say to people that are not happy inside find a way and if it means you want to lose 20 pounds then lose those 20 pounds because you want to not because of pressure how do you do that when all you see for example in the ballroom world People who are the top seven in the world, they are not necessarily right. They're not they, necessarily they're curvy. Like this. 
they're like this. Right. They're and not you're born like that. But I, like I, I could never be like this, even if I freaking wanted to, because I have hip bones, right? Like this yeah, but, is not going to change. Cheryl, let's take you because um, we've been on the show. I mean, of course, you have many done many more seasons. But since season two, we've been on there for a few many seasons together. There are people that have been really critical of your weight. Mm-hmm. But look at all the people that you have behind you, the people that say, we support you, we identify with you. That's really, and and he, he, look at me, when I get one criticism, I go by that one, it ruins my day, while there might be hundreds of positive. Same. I get it, it's so easy to help someone else <laughs> than getting it. But ultimately, um, you know, we, we have to, so for me, I've had it the opposite. People might say there's something wrong with him. Oh, he's too skinny. Is he sick? I mean, it, the opposite happens too. It's still body people, shaming, though. Yes. Um, yes, it is. Um, but let's say people that are that have issues with anorexia and bulimia, they're too skinny. We think, are they sick? Well, yeah, but not by choice. It's right. there is. We don't know so, someone's life. And now being an adoptive father, having ki- kids from the foster care system, I've learned to judge even less or judge. But how can I turn and help this person mm-hmm. rather than, oh, they have a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, they have a problem, but how can I help? It's, well, we never it, know what's going on behind closed doors with anybody. Even I mean, if we have a smile on our face, huh? Oftentimes when you see the smile, you know, mm, what are they not? sharing and i have that with one of my sons right now yeah but that's the part that i'm worried about but being in the business i'm in right now i see this a lot because i go a lot and do these in-person classes the on-demand program i do talks um afterwards and and to read what people go through what we all go through but somehow the message you know, that I can give is that our body, our own body, is the most important and most expensive house we own. You have to take care of it for the rest of your life. And unfortunately, we work too much on the one we see, not on the two that we don't the mental and the emotional self. The, and the soul, is, uh, your insides, like it's it's the intuition, like your bo- yes. our bodies are so intelligent that I for sure can speak from my own experience that I tend to listen to my mind more than my body when my body is telling me whether it is make this decision or not, don't drive down this alleyway or whatever it is, it's, it really does give a signal. It is, um, you know, the body takes the score is a book and it is so right about like when it comes to trauma as well, there's a feeling that your body, your body will tell you when, if you've gotten over something or if you haven't dealt with it and it does keep the score, you know, I have trauma in my body from God decades ago, but really until I face it and really heal, it's never going to go away. And it's just, we haven't even figured it out yet because it's so complex and so beautiful. And yet I tend to, uh, and I think most people, especially in this country, we don't listen to our bodies enough. There's not enough body awareness, I think. And I have a question for you and and you might not feel comfortable answering it. I know you since you're 14. I know. Or 15. Don't anyway, I have the same body, though? I swear to God, I have the same body. You have the same body. But you've shared some things in the last 10 years with the public that you kept inside of you for at least 20 years. Like my addiction? 
addiction, but also the fact with your biological father. It yes. doesn't matter if it's abusive. Like my child just, abuse. There yes. is adversity that yes. has happened to you. And you kept that for 20 years. To process that, mm. it's not going to be a day, a week, a month, a year. It's no. for the rest of your life. And that's okay. And I think the more you keep doing that, the more that the image of yourself will change too, because I'm sure there is shame, there's guilt. Oh my God. There is, Beyond. I mean, you wonder 20 years later, are people going to believe me? Are they going to think I'm using it to gain? I, I, I mean, I, I gaslight mean, myself all the time, you know, like sometimes I'd convince myself that it didn't happen because I don't want to deal. And that's also when I was in abusive relationships, like actual relationships. And then from when I was a kid, testifying against my molester wasn't the easiest thing in the world, obviously. And I even then, I remember gaslighting myself like this guy didn't hurt me like why am I doing this you know so there's a lot of a lot of issues that I have held in my body you're right and which is why I haven't stopped therapy because I it's been really hard for me not to feel them but it's been hard for me to translate my feelings into words that's been very challenging for me because I do this is why dance has saved my life because I wasn't I was able to express myself through movement I just wasn't able to express myself through my words do you remember like i yeah. couldn't talk no, I, I i look i've been alongside you for a long time yes I know. but now in, in the end when you said are you referring to the addiction no i'm talking about when you were competing as a ballroom dancer mm. when you were in new york city when we were sitting next to each other on that couch before you joined the show in season two you know, the, those feelings, It you have to go through it. And I think most of us, we throw it under the rug. I did. Mm, we know. I, I, I was quite young when I, I was reading a book, and it was this lady the in her 40s. She had headaches, headaches, into, well into her 40s. Turned out, long story short, when she was a kid, she was um, uh, babysitting her brother. They had to go past a friend. He was playing uh, kickball, uh, soccer. The ball fell uh, or um, ran on the onto the road. He ran onto the road. The girl was upstairs when she came down, saw her brother dead, was oh hit. God. While she was a young teenager, she felt so much guilt and shame that when she was in her 40s and 50s, it came out that she felt so guilty she never could face her parents and then her parents both passed away she could never close the um so she never the, told her parents after uh the shame towards the parents the guilt so she wrote a letter and her headaches were gone Interesting. After, i thought i am not going to wait to mm. deal with my emotions because they're relating to my parents with mm. their alcohol and stuff. And I didn't want to deal with it. So yeah. that's why I'm such a believer of going through it. Don't put it on the rug because it's worth no. it in the long run. It's painful to have to go through. And it's more painful, actually, because I've started to really try to be conscious of um, what I'm trying to do as much as possible. Obviously, I'm not present at all times, but I'm like, I started to see where, okay, do I, I choose quickly? Do I want to face it or do I want to run away? And I'm such, I'm a professional number. If it's not alcohol, which obviously I'm still sober, but then it could be just staying busy. I'm addicted to staying busy so I don't have to face my feelings or face whatever is coming up. But really, it only takes five to 10. It's, it goes, it goes away. It's like waves of the ocean, you know, the feelings come and go. And then 
then I start to make up this fake reality in my head. Then it's like the question is, do I believe in my own reality? And even though it's not the real reality of the situation, there's like so many different layers and dynamics of it. But then I realized it's so much less painful to just face to face it. Because you feel so much lighter afterwards. It's, yeah. it's, uh, and and you, still. You think, I think the podcast too is a great way to share with the world your therapy. I did a podcast yesterday um, about fear and doubt. And I went back to 1992 and I was bawling, bawling. I couldn't stop it. And yeah. I'm thinking, you know what? Am I going to redo this? And then I thought, no, this is real it's 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 real so what is your podcast called um it's going to be louis van amstel <laughs> i love it we're filming some right now and then uh, we're going to launch soon oh cool it's, congratulations uh, thank you it's it's been it's therapeutic right that's why and i've been after my workouts on-demand workouts i would have a five-minute talk it would take a subject and it's mostly again funny that we're talking about uh, body shaming and and body weight because i am always say stop judging yourself but start looking at one thing you can change today or hey look what you just did you burned 600 calories or mm. hey i talk about frame or talk about any subject matter and then i thought well why am i not turning these into actual podcasts i do them anyway but yeah. they're only for our on-demand members. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're talking about it because in the Instagram video I saw, you're like, I never want to talk about this again. But I think it's so important to talk. Not I think you're referring now. I understand yes. back to the quote. You, you and I Lacey thought you meant in general, awesome. but like, oh. yeah, I think it's important to have this conversation. Okay, I just get a message, and I'm going to have to do some research. I had two people that I was friendly with, and it mm -hmm. was indeed Debbie and monica i need to confirm with jay mm -hmm. i still believe it was monica oh, oh but tv uh, guide published it though yes but so many did yeah uh, it i need to confirm that she it was monica matter. who was the journalist at ucla no no for me because i it would, would also not be fair if people would reach out to monica and say Oh, there you do that because she did it and she apologized Monica to me. Monica Rizzo, she helped me. My she wrote my book too <laughs> for Monica. We love you, Monica. But she's with long hair, the glasses, right? No, she didn't have long hair. No, that's not Monica. I think that's De that's Debbie. Okay, then then in that because Monica case, had short hair, no glasses. Okay, but a little, but like a little curly, longish, but not long, long, long. No, but I know, but Deborah Stara has longer hair, darker, longer hair and with she glasses. She wore glasses. That's her. Yeah. Okay. Then Eek. I will go on record. <laughs> it was Debbie. Yeah. Not Monica. Yeah. Apologies, Monica. <laughs> it was Debbie. And um, Debbie Seibel. She doesn't work for TV Guide anymore, but her full name's Deborah Starr. People called her Debbie. I mean, anyway, I am really happy that I cleared that because that would be so unfair if I would talk about a complete different. Um, yes. Uh, so, yes. And and Monica doesn't work in this business, I don't think anymore. She works for the Children's Hospital over here um, in L.A. So. Ah, yeah. well, I uh, I did like both ladies. It's just what she did. Yes. And she apologized. And this is, I guess, to um, the journalists um, are pressure too, because everyone wants to keep their 
job, you know, and that's what she did. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. With Dancing with the Stars and the Dancers, look, there's not a lot of representation when it comes to different types of body uh, bodies, physical bodies on the show. I would say now, you know, it, the women are all very tiny. Do you feel like the show could use uh, maybe more of a voluptuous type woman to be representing the pros more? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, but I, oh, as far as pros, mm -hmm. I think, and this is me giving my opinion based no, on the totally. show that I see, yes. is that what they've been doing more is more aware of the diversity of ethnicities, yes. which to me, I only applaud the show for. Mm -hmm. Now, if they want to be and diverse in ethnicity and diverse in body types, you have a very small pool of professional dancers to pull from. Look, you have thousands to pull from, but they also have to have the personality that people would like at home. Yeah. There are so many variables and I'm not defending anyone or attacking anyone. I'm just looking at it from a production point of view. Well, you're also, uh, you're free to have your own opinion, you know? Yeah, no, but that opinion is that because yeah. 
having my own business where you deal with all body types, all ethnicities, whether they're red or blue or they are gay or straight, it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, but diversity is key. So could they have a dancer? But then again, do you know of any pro dancers that you would suggest to the show? Well, I mean, I did. I, You know me, I haven't been in the competitive world for a while. But back in the day, I'd say there was like Shayla, me, Lacey, you know, Shayla Parrish, I think was her last yeah, name. Parrish. Yeah, she's um, that name. And then there was also like, uh, oh, uh, Fab Fabian, what's his name? Yeah, yes, Fabian yes. Sanchez. So I'm talking about that generation. I don't know now, obviously, but yeah, uh, there was for sure. Yeah, but to me, these were all great dancers in good yeah. shape. I don't think that. Well, was I just mean more of a curvy because it's it, you know you there is a difference. There is a difference. Well, someone I know retired. Well, <laughs> yes, I know that. So I'm very well aware, Louis. <laughs> you made that decision. Speaking of. So you could have been representing. Well, I was, I would think. But look. Look, my, Lacey would go back, but she was not, she was not let go. Of, you know, she made that clear as well, which I had no idea about that. Um, I thought it was her decision. Well, that's what I thought you did. Because I texted no, you. It is my decision. It was always my decision to leave the show, but not oh, for sorry, Lacey. Sorry, I was talking about no, never mind. I I, uh, I thought you were huh? talking tribute three weeks ago. Never mind. Oh, yes, with Len. No, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. So okay, so speaking of, let's just get there now. <laughs> the reason why I want you to know personally, because I am very grateful for your text message because you are one of two people who have reached out to me, which I take near and dear to my heart. And I, the only reason why I didn't respond is because when you text me this, I had no idea that um, it was in the press. Okay. But what I did know was that it wasn't my decision. Then that was my heart was, I, I had to take care of my mental health first. And I don't want to make this about me because this is about Len Goodman, but I don't want to make this about me. But what we should discuss is what that, what that text, I just want you to know that I love you so much for reaching out Um and, you know, you really know who your friends are when this types of stuff happens. You, you know? have many more friends when you go up. There <laughs> are many more friends when you're no longer in the spotlight. And I, I don't want to ever be part of that. And you know that. And that's why I reached out. Because, again, in one point, some even though I'm the oldest pro of all pros. No one's counting. And I, and I don't care. I feel great for my age. You look amazing. Anyway. When we were there, I was just rehearsing. And of course, I heard rumors and left. Do you know? Do you know? Yeah. I hear it, but I don't stay out of that because uh, maybe that's the maturity level. But then afterwards, I heard, okay, it was in the press. Then it was online. And then then you talk with Lacey. And then I thought, oh, okay, okay. And well, then I announced it on my social media that I was not invited. So it wasn't like a thing. It was like, yeah. okay, they just picked it up yeah. for my social media like because i wanted to be clear that i wanted to be i i of course would have never said no to that you know yeah and i and that is from a business point of view that's between you and the show because absolutely rumors no, and no. opinions and i do not want to be part of that no, but nor should then, you it wasn't just you and Lacey on your podcast talking about it but then it was also sure we weren't talking about lynn goodman we weren't oh, talking about lynn Oh, oh. But no, with Lacey? No. Two separate, uh, I guess two there separate. were two separate things. Yeah. But then also Sharna, or you were in a picture with Sharna. Anyway, 
and her fiance came out and said, well, her, "Yeah, no." Brian said what he said. Yes, yes, yes. but I was so, not in on any of it. I just knew how I felt, and that was only my responsibility. Yeah. So then we were joking during the rehearsals. It was the current pros and the OGs, and we the OGs or like, the old guys or the no, original originals. Guy. And of course, that's what it, we were joking with it. And then once he came out defending Sharna and why was she not on? I just started raising the question. Wait, who of, said that? Brian. Oh, Brian. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Brian said that. Um, I think she did too, but then he stuck up. Good for him to stick up for his lady. But I just started wondering, okay, we've had about 30 pros over 32 seasons, and we've had quite a few in the first three that were originals that Sharna wasn't part of, that Lacey mm -hmm. wasn't part of. Um, so they're, was, they're not OGs, though. So, but exactly. So I was just thinking when I saw Brian's piece mm. attacking the show, I was thinking, yeah, but what constitutes yeah. an OG? Is right. that the first season? Because yeah. then it's only yes. six rows. Right, you're right, yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it the first two, first three? Where do you draw the line? Where do you, where do you, what do you think? Well, I started thinking about it and I thought I could say, well, then it would be very <laughs> not, not me or Sharna, right? Because I wasn't a part of the first season. No, but then Max, then oh, it wouldn't right, be. Right, then Anita right, right. and I. Where's Charlotta Jorgensen? <laughs> exactly. Who no one probably yeah. remembers. She was with John O'Hurley. No, she was great. Job with him. And she did one season. Nick Kosovich. Yeah. Where's Nick Kosovich? Where the hell's Ashley Del Grosso? Exactly. So if you talk no, I hear you. OG, OG, yeah. it would have been myself, Editor, uh, Jonathan Roberts, Ashley D'Agrosso, um, uh, Alec Mazzo, Alec, and Charlotte yeah. uh, uh, Jorgensen. Oh Those gosh. six are the original six. And you you are part of that group. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but then again, um, it, it's between, because I don't it's know. It's not even between us. Like, honestly, I didn't even get a call. None of it. Now, now, do I have a conspiracy theory? Absolutely. Now, do I know it's the real fact? No. But like, regardless, Louis, it's okay. It's okay. It's like, this is the, the bigger picture is that it was beautiful. I loved every single moment of it. It got me so emotional. And the only thing that I wanted to ask was how was that experience? Because it looked beautiful. It was so bittersweet. I'm sure. And beautiful amazing chilling chilling because i got I'm chills it, but i'm not doing it to rub it in that you weren't no, there it doesn't matter this is not rub it in all you want no i'm not i'm not saying it i'm i'm answering the question yes from please point of view. And, and i'm curious to to be look did i see max last season when i was on um uh he came in the, i saw him mark was on last season so we've already seen each other but i hadn't seen kimmy for yeah. years karina i Anya. have a career with her before mm. dance with the stars i haven't seen her in years we text editor editor haven't seen her on social media yes but yes yeah. so to and tony dolani so we had a great time I'm sure so there were two 
three different things going on. We had a great time busting each other's balls again, like <laughs> the old days. Um, in rehearsal, yeah. they'd have us not listen. We were giggling, throwing each other under the bus. It was just like old times. Oh my God. Spacing, spacing. Yes. Oh my God. Be aware. Oh, be aware. Yes. All of that. But then, you know, the last move, we had to all do our arm. Oh and my God. I was, I was ugly crying. The moment that happened the first time and we turned towards the judge's table and there was this spotlight on that table with a silver hat. I mean, from all that, all that to ugly crying every single time. And there was a beautiful moment on Tuesday. No, Monday, camera blocking. It happened again on that moment. And now... Uh, Conrad Green was sitting in Bruno's seat and Alfonso was sitting in Len's seat, just watching. And when we turned to see both of them bawling, now again, bawling to see them. So we're all in this together. Um, it it was um, beautiful. It was beautiful, but it was sad. But, yeah. but it was also beautiful. Like this is what Len would have just given an 11 if he could you know like he would have yeah. appreciated this especially the last few seasons because when by the way as a fan now watching the show to see such authentic not simple because it ain't simple but like to do see what we all do best come yeah. together and the simplicity of it was perfection yeah. it's like no, it's there was me. nothing else needed like no. never never no. ever never no. did they ever have to <laughs> Yeah, and I think Conrad is doing a great, Conrad Green, our showrunner, yeah. is doing a great job in yeah. slowly but surely bringing it back to its yeah. glory. Because I'm not so oh. sure that would have happened without Conrad Green, you know. It wouldn't have. We yeah. Would. Um, one other thing that was, um, so when Dina texted me, Dana Katz, our executive producer and casting director, um, texted me if I want to be part of it, I was supposed to be in Europe. So I said, I cancel Europe. Boom, quickly. Wow. I want to be part of this. I asked her, is Sue, um, Len's wife, uh, going to be there? Well, probably not. Anyway, two minutes before we go live, she was sitting there in the audience. Yeah. So Sue's, Len's wife, Sue, yeah. uh, was in the audience and came up to us. And of course, Aww. she was full of emotion and grateful what a great way to ultimately celebrate his life yes. uh, uh, with his favorite song, his favorite dance, the English waltz, uh, you know, to celebrate a British man who has done so much for all oh. of us on national TV and for dancing in general. He, um, it's, uh, did you have, look, when he retired during last season, mm -hmm. I hugged him and so did I. looked beautiful, but he felt so frail. Did you have any idea? No, I could tell he was in pain. Like, but I don't know if it was emotional. I didn't really know. All I knew no. was that when he announced his retirement, obviously I thought to myself, well, he just wants to spend time. He's always mentioned his exactly. son. That was, I just thought, well, he's how many years has he not done just uh, the United States Dance with the Stars, but also right. the BBC Strictly Come Dancing. They would get on a flight Wednesday morning, judge the show in England on Saturday, fly back to Los Angeles to do the show here, 
and do that for multiple seasons. I just thought like you. I mean, yeah. It's it's just time. He's late 70s, right? Mid-70s, late 70s. It's time for him to enjoy the last years of his life, not knowing that he was in his last. I mean, I just, to hear that he was in hospice was really shocking to me because I didn't realize how bad it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then to hear Izzy, you remember Izzy Pick, our old showrunner, showrunner back yes. then? Yep. She yep. wrote this beautiful tribute um, saying how hard of a worker Len is and that if it wasn't for Len, basically, that the show would have never happened. It was because he was like the through line with it all, right? And what I appreciate about Len just in general um, is that he never, he was the same person on and off camera. There was nothing, like he wasn't just turning it on. He was just as funny and harsh and all of it. And he's just, no matter what, believed what he believed in. He was going to freaking say what he was going to say. And that's always had to go back to what, why this show was the show in the first place because of ballroom dance. Yep. No, and he knew so much about it. I met him when he was 15 and I didn't know how funny he was. I mean, he was more funny then. Wasn't he a theater arts world champion? Um, I don't know his titles. I know he judged me in Blackpool. Yeah, and then I, I think he did it all. But it's um, he was never. I don't think a world champion. He was just mm. very well rounded and very much about social dancing. That's oh, why, interesting. Yes, that's why I met him in Holland. He was doing <gasps> annual congresses to teach ballroom dance studio owners and teachers how to teach. Okay. That was his strength. And that is why he was so brilliant on the show. Yeah. It was not about showing how good he was of a of a competitive dancer, but he knew how to criticize someone that has never danced before mm-hmm. and how to give him little tidbits, how mm-hmm. to improve from a social dancer to left foot, feed it, to an actual good dancer. That so he basically was- understood Pro-Am before there was Pro-Am. Yes. Brilliant. That's how I met him in Holland. What what do you think of the judges now, the three? Um, I wish. I I get it. Their personas, especially Bruno and Carrie Ann, who have been there for thirty two seasons, they bring in an element other than ballroom. I get it. But when you do these shows for so many years, I, I would like to see a little more diversity in comments. Um, and, um, and, and Derek, I think he's improving every single season. What I would like to see is more layers coming Mm -hmm. off of trying to be a persona rather than just be, Mm -hmm. because does Derek have a lot of experience teaching within our industry? No, but he has a lot of dance experience mm-hmm. that he could really organically just live from. But it's 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 I it's hard having having judged the Dutch version. Um, I have a whole new perspective on yeah. sitting on a chair and being told by the host, Louis, talk. And now you have to say, while millions are watching, you have to say something constructive, something you have to be within your lane. It's hard. And Um, and do it in two sentences, please. (laughs) Yes. I I believe there could be more depth mentioned to the celebrities and the couples, even the pros. Yes. Yes. Uh, Thank you. I was just going to say that. 
I wish, I wish that we would have gotten the note because we're more, I would say we're a little bit more than 50% of this partnership. Like, I wish someone would say to me, Cheryl, maybe, you know, maybe you shouldn't do lifts with this person or maybe you should stop counting out loud on live television because it's really distracting and maybe it's giving your celebrity, you know, feeling that feeling of discouragement. You know, there's certain things that like, I don't know why they don't talk to us. I know it's not about us, but it is also. (laughs) Well, when I judged in Holland, I don't know if the producers liked it or not. I would. Good for you. I would say from a pro's perspective, there was very little content of yes. your or, hey, next time create a simpler flow because then your celebrity can focus better on form and, and frame, et cetera. And that's what I'm doing on for my recaps every week. I'm literally talking about the pros. I wish someone would do this. As long as you do it consistently. Of course. And you do it in a way. It's constructive. You, it's constructive. Yes. If it's, if it's something that the audience can learn, yes. it's entertaining education. Yes. That's what I would like to see more. I mean, I'm not judging people on something they can't change. I'm judging because I have some constructive criticism to add to this because I know the judges don't have a lot of time or they're not mentioning it. Yeah. No, it's um, what is also a fun part that when you get eliminated um, is where you can not be a judge, but help others. And mm-hmm. at first, in the earlier years, I was more, heck no, no, I'm not. <laughs> and and now helping Whitney last season yeah. and uh, going in and helping left and right, it really is, is kind of fun to have a different role other than just your own celebrity partner. Uh, that's another outlet than being a judge. Like being uh, a mentor. But I would, I hope, I truly hope, and I have a feeling you would want the same. I would like a fourth seat. I would like them to go back to four. I and actually I don't like, mind three. Well, yeah. Well, I am. I'm kind of being selfish here. I would like to be a judge, and the show knows it. I mean, for sure. I, I would like it. I mean, I, yeah. I I trained most of the pros on the show. Yeah. I have the most choreography experience. I've done my own Broadway show. I've done many shows with Julie, with Karina, with Joanna Lunas. That for the world superstars that are not your typical ballroom. So there are so many sides that I would like to um, um, talk about. I just love Dancing with the Stars. Of course. You know, we should always be grateful for ABC, BBC. and and, uh, Absolutely. Because it changed our lives. Changed our lives. We would not have the careers that we right now it i is couldn't so- i couldn't agree with you more across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid scale solar energy in ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in texas it's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable and with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. I wanted to ask you what you're up to and where people can find you and um, any other type of tips as far as body positivity goes. Feel free. Focus on you, yourself, and make sure that every decision you make is because it makes you feel better. It enhances your life and, and the reason why. The better you feel inside and take time for you, you will be a better parent. You'll be a better partner, spouse. You will be a better person in your community. But if you are constantly pleasing everyone else, helping everyone else, you put yourself down at one point, you won't have the injury, uh, the energy, you'll get injured, you might develop. I am a believer. If you are in such a mental and emotional turmoil all the time, your physical body will try and fight it. But at one point, that body can't fight it and it will turn it into some kind of disease or I'm a believer of that. So I want a good physical karma. So I will work on my mental and physical and emotional self every single day. I have to, not just for my company and my own sanity. I have a child that I'm working with right now that is really on the wrong path. And it takes everything, every molecule inside of me. But luckily that I am taking that time for me. Sounds selfish, but I no, do go to- it's not I selfish. Do, I do that for me so that I can be that stronger person of and stay calm. Because here's That's... the other thing. If you're in a bad place, your patience is gone. You will start your 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 little window of tolerance gets smaller. Now you start raising your voice and who knows cussing. Temper and, tantrums. Yes. And since I have my son doing that, I want to make sure that I stay calm. Well you have and to lead by example. Lead by example. And it makes me feel better. I can think 
straighter. And um, what do you do? How do you like when you say you do that? What what types of like do you have anything you'd like to share as far as how you keep your mental health intact? It's as simple as breathing. Mm -hmm. Those thoughts come because what it does, it takes away the immediate need to speak up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and also the body does this. So it kind of relaxes and walking away from the situation. And it doesn't matter what situation you're in. Someone might have made a comment about your body weight. Mm -hmm. Walk away, take a deep breath and come back to the conversation Mm -hmm. and, and, and try and rationalize it so that he can put it away process it and put it away and then respond don't react yes or respond by breathing and and don't respond right away and really think for a moment that has really helped when my son cusses at me and i just want to fight fire with fire and then i take that breath and keep my voice calm it actually affects him and with in, in in using an example, if someone were to, and it happened to me in a different subject matter, you have this horrible person saying something nasty on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my time to go into a conversation and just ask some questions. I've learned to want to validate that person's feeling and then share my side. And sometimes that person feels so guilty for having judged on something that wasn't true. Now that takes effort and I've only done it a few times. Mm. And of course, everyone else says, don't give that person the light of day, but it made me feel better. That's what's important. Because I sat there and I took the time and I thought, oh, oh, is that what you think? Okay, well, have you thought about it X, Y, and Z? And then the person came back, I did not and apologized to me. So I mean, most of the time they want you to respond, which is why they do this. You know? Yes. And I've had it both that they never responded. Yeah. Yeah. So that was not worth the second one. But when they did respond and apologized, that person felt better. Mm. And I felt better because she yeah. apologized. And I felt better because she apologized. And I was opening a conversation. And many yeah. people saw that exchange And those people will feel better. Like, hey, we're not just fighting fire with fire. We're actually communicating. And I I actually think that's dangerous to ignore people like that for the most part. I mean, I think there's some instances where it's probably best not to say anything. I also feel, though, that maybe for people like me, at least when I ignore, ignore and pretend, then then I start to feel bad about myself. But if I stick up for myself by using my two thumbs and responding in a respectful manner, obviously, then I feel better. I think you're right. It also, and quite honestly, and I've, I've done a few videos on that, that I felt guilty for not posting for a week or two. And I just see oh. all of you guys all over a million <laughs> followers. And here I am at my 80,000. <laughs> anyway, I'm going through my head. And then when I just do a video, I can't, I can't, I, I'm not going to feel guilty. Mm. I'm in my lane. And then doing these podcasts, it also gives you credibility and sincerity, transparency. Mm. When you do, when you do react, you actually go into conversation. Mm-hmm. I can't always. I mean, if you would have to sit down and react hundreds of times every single day, 
I can be a dad. I can be a business owner. I can go to the gym because all I do is like that. And I'm mm. sure you guys, you have what, 800,000 followers or I mean, I have no idea. It's, you, you no, but I definitely, it's, no, but uh, I also don't, I also love the block button for people who are really inappropriate. And um, that also empowers me too. Yeah. Well, and, and rightly so. If people have something to say, they can say it. We should be, right. if you're a public figure, you should be open but to criticism. But you shouldn't be what going kind? at people. Yes, yes, yes. What kind? And I've had, and also you, you create, you attract your own kind over time. And sometimes from another camp, they come in and follow you and make a nasty comment. Those are the ones you block and mm -hmm. don't give any, any time of day. Yeah. And what I are you working on now other than all of that stuff? Oh, well, podcasts. <laughs> okay. When is it coming out? Uh, we hope within uh, two weeks. It's, and who are you doing it with? Are you doing it with anybody or are you just doing it yourself? I am doing it with someone, Colin Pierce. Um, in, uh, gosh, I don't even know because everything is digital. I haven't even talked about. That's exciting. I think in Vegas. Yeah, I, I am excited because really because of situations like this, using a platform to turn negative into positive, mm. to help people that could use the help while you also realize, wait a minute, these people are public figures and they shit like everyone else. They go to a bathroom. They yep. shit. I mean, ultimately, I quite honestly, I've never seen myself as a public figure. I have to remind well, myself. you are, so. Um, but when really what I'm working on is uh, with LeBlast, we are announcing our kids fit program. Wait, can uh, you tell my week. listeners what LeBlast is first? So LeBlast is what I started because of Dance with the Stars. It's ballroom dancing based, partner free, fitness, dance fitness, partner free. And we do all components of physical fitness. We do weight training. We do plyometrics or non-plyometrics. We do high, low interval training. And we have five formats. We have land fitness, aqua fitness in the pool, which is so much fun actually doing Paso Doble quick step in the pool. <laughs> That's it's, actually a great idea. Oh, it's fun. And it's really, it's, it's really doing well. We have chair fitness uh, for people that have to sit Stripping? down. No, I'm kidding. Still okay. do, oh my gosh, I would love to, but no, that wouldn't work. It's sitting down and still doing, I mean, I'm sitting down right now and we do oh, good. jumps. Yeah. We do weight training. We're doing, we're doing rumba and salsa, samba. We do it all sitting down, line dancing, ballroom dancing, line dancing. Samba dan rolls. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. Oh, I just introduced Samba Rolls at our uh, convention in uh, Florida. And then we're introducing Kids LeBlast Fitness next cool. week. And we're going into schools. We're going, um, we're, I'm now in five different countries. Good for you. And I am so proud. 13 years in. And That's awesome. it's about helping others. It's about helping me. I mean, yeah. I'm in the best shape of my life because I'm doing three classes a week on demand. So people can join on demand from their home. Can and they join if they don't have on demand? Do you have to have direct TV? I'm so confused. Sorry, I'm technically challenged. So on you demand, they can go to our website, LeBlastFitness.com, okay. and you get a free week, and you can uh, do it from your TV at home. But then also we have, of course, hundreds of instructors that teach LeBlast at community centers, YMCA's, JCC's, working with big box gyms right now to get it in there. 
And um, yeah, and I'm teaching in uh, one class a week. I've missed teaching my own classes. So in, at the Provo Rec Center uh, here in uh, Utah County, I'm teaching my own class every Monday night. Is it ball- ballroom like with couples? No, it's at a Provo Rec Center. It's LeBlas Fitness. Yep. Oh my no. God. I don't, I don't miss that altitude. That's why you're in the best shape of your life. I'll never I mean, forget nationals there. Oh yeah. Well, God. I am teaching five minutes from where you did the national championship. BYU? Yes. BYU. With the two inch straps. Um, anyway, oh, that's a bad joke. No, um, no. But this <laughs> didn't hit up. Um, yeah, I interrupted <laughs> you. There's no way. Good. <laughs> No, that, that was better. It was a bad joke. Anyway, so yeah, so really LeBlast, is, it's my life right now. It's uh, my kids and uh, my third kid, LeBlast Fitness. Are you having yeah. guests on your podcast? I will. And one of them I'm going to ask is uh, the one I'm talking to right now. I would love to. That's basically it was me inviting myself, FYI. <laughs> oh, don't don't you worry, Cheryl Burke. You're high on my You've already list. done two of my podcasts. So of course- <laughs> Great. I I just want to get my, um, uh, what do you call my feet wet and uh, get all the kinks out and all. But uh, yes, please. Yes, ma'am. I mean, I'll get I'll be there with kinks or no kinks. Okay. It's we can talk about anything that helps others. Of course. I love your transparency always. So that's why um, I guess we're always um, never boring, right? (laughs) Definitely not. That's the. Uh, thank you so much, Louis. Awesome. Um, I have to actually run right now to pick my kids to school because he has cello practice for Ooh. his performance. Speak at the library in Cottonwood Heights. I love yes, that he the, plays the cello. He wants to go to Juilliard. Oh, oh my god! Wow! Uh, Better get a scholarship. I'm kidding. Um, I mean, um, look, if that were to happen, the story. A kid, 10 years old, adopted mm. out of the foster care system, makes yeah. it to Juilliard. I mean, this, I've already cried. But At least I, he had, I mean, that's a huge dream. That's beautiful. It's, it's it's so amazing. When we were on Tamron Hall yeah. uh, earlier this year to promote adoption from the foster care system, that was filmed next to Lincoln Center. Oh, so right. I took him there. I said, look around. I'm, I'm, I might get emotional right now. I said, turn around. And he turned around and he saw Juilliard and he turned around and his eyes were so big. I said, turn around, take a picture. So if I have a picture and I'm, uh, I am going to help manifest it. It's you uh, got to put that picture on his phone, on his home screen. So he only only sees it. It's uh, so on uh, just a fun fact, uh, we're going to New York city for Christmas and on December 22nd, we're going to the New York Philharmonic Orchestra at Lincoln Center wow. next to uh, Juilliard. Does he know? He knows. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Yo-Yo Ma is his biggest. Uh, he's a huge fan of Yo-Yo Ma because he is probably the most famous cellist in the United States. Wow. Wow. So I'm going to go That's uh, awesome. uh, take him uh, to that. Really. You're such parents, a good dad. Well, I mean, I have to be realistic. The coach inside of me says, oh, my gosh, he has three more years to make that happen. Don't Will- be a don't be a cello mom. No, I'm not. I am really I am proud of myself. I am supporting him. I am raising questions. Hey, how many hours a week have you practiced this week so that he can then make the choice 
oh yeah i should do more uh, of course is it easy for us you know as parents and coaches to say you will not make it to juilliard if you don't I mean, do you it. basically insinuated that when you're asking him how many hours of rehearsal he's had it so far yes but give me some props at least yes, I no, for sure kindly, for sure saying, yes if you yes. don't do that then i'm going to take away your friend you mean time. like the way we were raised no I'm kidding um well it it was not as hard but no. uh, we you and i have a similar uh upbringing moms if you will very strong. That's why I like each other. Yes. So. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again for having this conversation, Louis. I really oh, appreciate me you. Me too. And um, I love you. And I, I will come too. visit you. Yes, please. I'm going to, we'll FaceTime so I can show you around a little bit. Thank you for having me. And love you. Uh, thank you. I love you too. Make sure you guys follow us at Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on our Instagram handle. And make sure you comment. Let me know who you want me to interview. What do you all think? Let me know. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.